Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Last year, I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. It's time for Dirt and Spring. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, woo! With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Wheel of dealing, limousine like jet flying. Dirt and spray on 1080. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! The fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday. Hope your morning's going great. We'll get to Statter's story coming up here in about 12 minutes. Bottom of the hour, I want to talk some college football. A look back. A remembrance, if you will, the season that is nearly gone. And uh, one team in the college football playoff uh, took another hit. I do want to start the final hour, though, in college football because we got a kind of a trio of news going on, if you will, over the last 12, 16 hours or so. Uh, the big news this morning comes from the Washington Huskies, and this is a tough one for Husky fans. So we're all on recruit watch and who's flipping, who's sticking, who's committing, and all that. Signing day is coming up, what, on the 21st, I want to say? Yes. I think it's a signing day. So nearly here, a week from today, uh, four-star quarterback Lincoln Kineholes, who is a Washington Husky commit and uh, kind of a gem of their recruiting class for Kalen DeBoer, the next in line, if you will, to be their next quarterback. Uh, he is uh, decom- or flipped his commitment, I should say, and uh, he is now committed to Ohio State as of this morning, and that bumps Ohio State's class up to number three. Shocking, I know, Ohio State with another top five class. Uh, but that's a tough one for the Huskies because he was kind of the gem of their recruiting class, it sounds like. I don't know how to weigh this stuff anymore. Like, if you're a Husky fan, are you devastated, or are you just like, well, Kalen will find the next guy in the portal? I don't know. That's a good question. The portal's changed everything. I mean, they, this kid from Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall, who is, you know, I read a 24-7 article yesterday, top five places he should go, and Florida's one of them, and yeah. Auburn's one of them. And, you know, there's been some rumors like, hey, is Oregon State going to dive in? Well, Oregon State's not going to be able to pay that kid what some of those other institutions will, but maybe it's not about that for him. But either way, like, I just think the way we – react to some of this stuff like I know Oregon fan right now is kind of sitting with the whole uh is Dante Moore gonna be here or not be here Eh, I mean like if he's not it's a bummer but I I just also would trust your institution and coach yeah. to go find the next guy it's 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 what I keep adding to this recruiting stuff it's it's not that I don't care about recruiting at all anymore it's just more like it's changed how I feel Oh, he's decommitted. Okay, cool. There's probably a guy in his position in the portal that's already played. <laughs> right, that you could get with some experience. It's just such an odd thing to There's something to that. When sure. we used to lose these recruits, like, damn, we lost our four or five-star kid. How are we going to make that up? Yeah. And you don't always do it. Now you get the portal. Well, I, I think this one is a little noteworthy just because, to me, it's the next the maturation process that Washington needs to take to get back to that nationally relevant status consistently. Uh, they had an unbelievable year this year, ten and two. They were, you know, a, one game away from going to the Rose Bowl. They were a game away from having a chance to play for a Pac-12 championship. Um, the, what the next step they need logically is to take their recruiting platform and become a national player again. And they're not quite there yet. So as of as, before this was announced, they had four 
players in their 2023 class that were four stars or better. And now they're only down to three. For examples, USC has 10 of them, and Oregon has 14 of them. And so I think that was that's the only reason it's a hit for Washington is that this was one of the prize commits that you had, one of your one of your blue-chip recruits, if you will, and now he's gone. But to your point, maybe you go find the next guy. I will say I do think I take it with a grain of salt because I've seen, so especially the quarterback position, we've seen so many guys not pan out that were highly touted kids that you thought was a huge deal when your team signed them. Like my, That's my only advice to Oregon State fan, who's super high on Aiden Childs, who sounds like he's the real deal. Like I've gone through this with Braxton. Braxton Burmeister was one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the country when he came out of high school. He's a four-star kid, and he's been horrible everywhere he's gone. Ty Thompson was the highest-rated quarterback Oregon has ever signed, and he's not ready to see the field yet. We're already two years into his career, and there's a good chance he's going to transfer this offseason. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff is just a crapshoot. Like The more four- or five-star kids you bring in, the better chance you have of fielding a better roster. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but Justin Flo was a five-star kid that was supposed to be the next great thing in linebacker, and he didn't do squad for three years. And now, and now he's, he's gone. And now he's gone so I think that's why I take it with a grain of salt is not questioning every recruiting ranking or star status and that it's just that a lot of these guys don't pan out and you look back on it and it's funny how either big of a deal you thought a decommitment was and then you never hear from that kid again or big of a deal you thought a commitment was and then that kid doesn't end up doing anything for your school Uh, but Washington will have to hit the the recruiting trail and try and find that next quarterback good news for them is Penix is coming back so maybe they will get a a grad transfer maybe Heward sticks around and that's their next in waiting Uh, I did see a report so Oregon is trying to close strong on the recruiting trail and they did get good news this morning Dante Dowell, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, I'm sure Duck fans will correct me on that, but he's their their prize running back commit in this class, and there were some fears he was going to decommit and go somewhere else. His dad just sent out a tweet basically saying we're locked in, and he had an in-home visit with Dan Lanning. But they're hosting a bunch of big-time kids. There's a chance Dante Moore's in town again this weekend. Do you know who they're inviting in to campus uh, this weekend? The Garrett Blunt? No, but that would be kind of funny if they did. Who? I don't know what the Garrett Blunt's doing. Uh, the, the guy flying in reportedly – that will be meeting with players and talking with each recruit uh, is Phil Knight. He's going to be doing direct recruiting for Oregon this weekend. I mean, that's I mean, that's you only flying in the big dog, Uncle Phil. If if you got like some information to be passing along to some kids, right? Like, here's a check, fill that out. How much do you need to Hand come to Eugene? To and I would love to have your services. We have this thing that we call <laughs> NIL, Dream Street Visions. I was cracking up because there was that report. Boosters were all upset that they lost the Civil War, and it just it makes me laugh now. Because you're in control of this. You can spend as much money as you want in name, image, and likeness. If you're upset that the roster isn't as good as you want it to be, go buy all the five-star players. You have the ability to do that now, and it is legal. I mean, you you guys... Texas A&M spent $30 million on a yeah. recruiting class last year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and I don't... Look, <laughs> Phil, I don't know where Phil goes from here with this stuff. I think it's a... It's always been interesting to me with Phil and now NIL and basically being, paying the players to come play for your team. Because if you think about it, you guys are you're rare. You guys might be the most rare program in college football. How many programs can say actively they have a on-hands, yes. on-deck, multi-billionaire? Not many. I don't know if there's more than one. There's probably some guys that are behind the scenes that you just don't know about. That Maybe are this Ruiz guy in Miami. Yeah, Miami that like, kind of guy, but he's more vocal out. I'm sure there's sure. some people like that behind the scenes at other programs that are willing to spend big-time money, but Phil Knight is as prominent as you can get. And I think that's the thing is like some like A&M is obviously spending a lot of money. They might spend even more money to get rid of Jimbo Fisher, 
those are obviously multi-millionaires, maybe 100 millionaires coming together and saying, let's do this together. Whereas, like, Phil has an ability to do it all by himself. Yeah. And to your point, like, if you want somebody, you want things to change, like, your pocketbook is right there. And There's you, a bunch of five-star defensive linemen in town. Did you see how Oregon State ran it down your throat? You could use those guys on the front. You definitely could. <laughs> uh, David Hicks, Uwe Ungalale, go sign those guys. How much you want? It's always been interesting to me. Just like I remember them going through the coaching search and, like, how much do you pay? They've never been one to pay coaches you know? the top end of money. But, like, your facilities are the most beautiful facilities ever created. I mean, you have tables made out of Thailand bamboo. They're building a new practice, indoor practice facility. Of course they are. wasn't really necessary, but right, right. do it. But that's the kind of the point is like you got the, the shiny objects. Now you need the things to actually make it keep going. And not mm-hmm. that they're going to fall off. They're not. But I've always just wondered how Duck Fan differentiates like, oh, we've got the nicest building ever thought of by a human for football. <laughs> right. But our coach is the sixth highest paid coach right. in the conference. Not the country. The conference. the conference. We have this kid over here is a five-star player. He wants this and that. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to give it to him. Like, it was big news that Connerly made a million dollars. Yes, and that was they paid for him, and they got him, and he was the number one tackle in the country. It's just, like, if I asked Duck Fan, would you rather a new indoor practice uh, facility be built, or would you rather take, like, you know, an 80th of that money and just put it towards <laughs> roster? Right. Can you add five more five-stars to your recruiting class instead of an indoor practice facility? It's Yeah. Because I would take that trade in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Husky fan was texted in. Somebody said, you uh, UW fan here. It's a bummer. Not overly worried. UW won't pay high school kids NIL money, so it's going to happen. Uh, and that, that, I mean, yeah, when you get Ohio State's and Oregon's and those kind of programs, like they stole Connerly out of Washington and USC's uh, hands last offseason. When you're willing to pay, you're going to get some kids that that's the biggest determining factor for them. Like I, Nimick has said this many times, the Uyunglele kid, who I think is down to Ohio State, Oregon, and USC, I believe, are his final three. Like, he's legitimately just waiting around to see how high the bidding can go. I think he's going to USC. Yeah. He's going to go whoever's willing to pay him the most money. And that's Because he's where, a defensive lineman, right? He's a defensive yeah. lineman. So he's just going to wait and see where they go. Somebody said, uh, generally, a great season like UW just had doesn't reflect in recruiting until the next class. So the real measure of UW's recruiting chops will be the 2024 class. And that, I mean, that's probably true. I just think, if you're a Husky fan, it would be the only thing that I'm left wondering about DeBoer. The guy can clearly coach. He's won at every level. He's a brilliant offensive mind. He's great with quarterbacks. Like Nobody's knocking the hire at all, but there does become a time where if you want your program to get back to where UW fan wants their program to be, the recruiting needs to follow the success on the field. They had the success on the field. Now it's about can you get back to being a top 10, top 15 recruiter in the country? I, I think if they can have another year similar to this one, if not better. Which they should because Penix is back. I, I would imagine you're going to get even more booster interest, and I think that's when the NIL stuff for UW changes. Because remember, they came out and they're like, well, we're not doing NIL like everybody else. And I was like, what? You're in Seattle. <laughs> huh? You're Mont Lake, man. Like, you guys got money. And yet they didn't really show it. I I wonder if they can have another year, if not better, if their financial collective comes together and says, you know, we are going to spend more money. We're going to dive into this even more because if we can give Kalen the right resources, you know, again, a 10 and two season, 11, one season. That gives people a lot of optimism of, you know, we could take this even further. Yeah. I want to get to some Oregon State transfer quarterback news coming up at the bottom of the hour. Ohio State got hit in a fun walk down memory lane. By the way, Washington's non-conference schedule. I just looked it up because I was curious. They return to Michigan State next year. So you go Boise State, Tulsa, at Michigan State. That's their non-conference schedule. We'll see how the Spartans are going to be next year because they weren't very good this season. Uh, let's get to your favorite segments, favorite segments, stat or story next on the... Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Crunch the numbers. There's 6,127 students at average, 58% of which are girls. So, so that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs> Break the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Is it a a stat or a story? Evidence based on olfactory prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. This is Stat or Story, a monumental judgment call with dirt and spray on 1080. Come on, don't mess. The Fan. All right, coming to the bottom of the hour, we'll get back into college football, some transfer portal news. Seven McGee's found a home. And uh, how's Oregon State feeling about landing a quarterback? this offseason. Uh, but before we do all that, let's get to sadder story. What do we got today? All right, your first number is 18. Is it the number of wins over AP-ranked teams when his team was unranked by Mike Leach during his career the most all-time? Or is it the number of different ingredients in Julia Child's recipe for traditional French bouillabaisse as it is National Bouillabaisse Day? Love a bouillabaisse. Big fan of the Booyah Base. R.I.P. Julia Childs, too. Um, yeah, she just passed away recently, didn't she? I think both of them did, the Julia Julia thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go stat. 18 times. Well, he would have had a lot of those at Texas Tech, Washington State, and at Mississippi State. Because Washington State, they weren't ranked until later. Well, actually, wait. Let's think about this for a second. At Texas Tech, he finally built it up. At yeah, the they end, became and they pretty consistently ranked. But before ranked. that 10 and 2 year, I think they had a lot of like 7 and 5s, 8 and 4s. And Texas Tech's now in the top 25 at 7 and 5. But 18? 18. I'm going to go stat. I think it's a stat. Uh, I'm going to go story. 
Stat. Damn it, I changed my answer and lost. Yep. Trust your gut. 18 uh, wins as an unranked team over an AP-ranked team. I think he had seven of them at Mississippi State during his three years, and that's because if you were over 500, you could get ranked in the SEC. Very true. Uh, so, so yeah, he. I think the next closest was 14, so he has uh, quite a bit. Uh, but, no, it is National, National Booyah Base Day. Uh, which is a traditional French fish stew. Uh, there Delightful. are 20 ingredients in uh, Julia Child's classic French bouillabaisse. I know Sprague has never uh, partaken. You'd love a bouillabaisse. Why have I never partaken? Because you don't eat seafood. Yeah, he's, he's you, right. You're right. You would love a bouillabaisse. Try no, a bouillabaisse. No, I wouldn't. Eat the bouillabaisse, everybody. Hey, the thing you don't like. You'll love this one, though. It's a delightful soup, though. The I broth don't, it's got a great broth to uh, it. Yeah, and then you get, well, they use all of the, you know, you take the fish off or you use shells, shrimp shells, yeah. fish heads, Sounds all that stuff so to make the stock. Sounds fishy. And so then you good. have shrimp. You have a white fish, uh, either mussels or clams. You've never had fish the way I cook fish. You oh, should have yeah. my fish. Yeah, I've heard that I'd before. make a fish you'd like. Oh, I bet you would. I bet you would. All righty. Not going to get him to try bouillabaisse. Huh? I would try it, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't like it. So Okay. All right. Well, your next number is two. Is it the highest position Carlos Correa has ever finished in voting for the AL MVP during his major league career? Oh. Or is it the number of other American cheeses that were served alongside Rogue Creamery's world champion, Rogue River Blue, for the French president and his wife at a recent state dinner at the White House? What? Uh, I, I'm i going to say stat, and it's so probably going to be a story. So, Correa, I know, I think he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to, th- I don't know if he's ever had a year that was truly MVP worthy. Like, he's been a really good player. I'm going to go story. 30 home runs, 90 RBIs. Like, he's had good years, near 300 hitter. But that's not, you said, two, like, highest he's finished in the MVP vote. Yes, okay. MVP vote. I don't voting. know if he's ever had that story. kind of year. I'm going to go story. Correa finished fifth in 2021. There we go. In the MVP voting. That was the high. That was the only time he's finished in the top 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in terms of votes. Uh, but no, this is from the uh, Mail Tribune down in Medford. Uh, yes, there was a recent state dinner uh, right around the 1st of December with uh, French President Emmanuel Macron and his wife Brigitte. Uh, and they featured for the cheese course of the meal all American cheeses. You got to. And uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue Creamery's Rogue River Blue. Uh, which won the 2019 World Cheese Award, uh, was featured along with two other American cheeses, one from California and one from Wisconsin. Uh, they also, when they sent the cheese to the White House, uh, Rogue Creamery also sent two others, Blue Horn Blue and Cheeses Love Extra Aged Cheddar. They weren't <laughs> sure if those were going to be used or yeah. they just sent them as a, here, have some more cheese for the White House. Uh, but yes, since that went, since that became public... They have sold over a thousand pounds of that uh, award-winning Rogue River Blue cheese. Awesome. Does it say what area of the country it's bought from? Uh, that I didn't get. Some of the orders were online. Some of it was local. They still have some left. But if you want to have uh, a little blue cheese, if you're doing a uh, holiday charcuterie board, sure, better get your order in now. Yeah. Can we change our slogan in Oregon to "We got the cheese"? 
Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. We I love good, cheese. We got good cheese here. I, I could eat cheese every day. Uh, love cheese. Ooh. Love cheese. There's no bad cheeses. All cheeses are good. Do you buy fancy cheese? I do fancy cheese occasionally. Really? Sometimes just a little sliver of cheddar cheese keeps me going during yeah. my day. No. I always uh, I enjoy going to the uh, the cheese case at Trader Joe's. Yeah. I always have interesting, you know, it's not super expensive, but... Are you a block cheese guy? Like, how? Do, what kind of cheese do you normally buy? You name the cheese, I buy the cheese. Block cheese, shredded cheese, fancy cheese. So you got like eight cheese. different cheeses in your fridge? I mean, not at all times, but I buy and sample and eat all of it. Yeah, I you probably have a... three or four different kinds of cheese in my fridge at all times. I'm telling you, man, a block of cheddar cheese in your fridge, and you're just walking around like, eh, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Cut off a little sliver of it, bite some cheddar cheese off. Yep. Ah, oh, it's delicious. I like that smoked uh, cheddar. Smoked cheddar's delightful. Smoked cheddar's cute. good. Smoked oh. Gouda is wonderful. Yeah. Love smoked Gouda. Yeah. Uh, your final number is 39. Is it the number of Alexander Ovechkin's 800 career goals that were unassisted in his oh. NHL career? Unassisted. Or is it the number of designated historical districts in Multnomah County after the East Moreland historical neighborhood was officially designated last week? They got designated a historical neighborhood, huh? Well, it took them like six years. They Those had a couple of uh, well, they had a couple of uh, cranky rich bastards who yeah, they don't want condos and apartments to be built in their area. Well, they were worried they weren't going to be able to uh, renovate their homes. You should go check out Selwood. Um, Isn't thirty nine a pretty low number out of eight hundred? to be unassisted wouldn't it be a little more than that that would be my answer too that's a lot of goals 800 is a lot of goals story I would, am i are we is this a trap trap though he had a look when i said story like oh good you fell into it yeah this is this could be a trap trap or it could be a trap it has to be up to you to sacrifice i think it's a story i'm gonna go story too i like your logic trap 39 wow. that was a trap wow i thought he was a good player he is. Yeah, he's gotten. He, he needs somebody else to tee him up. But uh, he, well, yeah, he's played with. He likes to set up in his. I don't know. I got to go see how many are on the power play, because he sets up on that wing called he's got his office. A lot office. of empty netters too. I mean, there's a lot like, of empty netters that come as well. So, but yeah, 39 unassisted goals of his 800. Okay. Uh, but no, the uh, there are 26 now. Specific historical districts in Multnomah County after uh, the East Moreland finally got its historical designation. It has been six years in the making. (laughs) Yes, it has. So there's you go through East Moreland. They got all sorts of signs out. Save East Moreland. There was a minority of residents. They objected to the restrictions. Uh, they were trying to uh, subdivide all of their properties and have like a whole bunch of new owners come in save so they us, could Moreland. God. get that. But, uh, but save yeah. us, save us. So uh, to be a designated historical district, uh, it's based on your relationship to community planning and development trends in Portland in the early 20th century. Uh, an eclectic uh, mix of architectural styles. There's bungalows, craftsmen's English cottage, colonial revival, Tudor, Mediterranean revival, pre and post World War II minimal tradition, oh, and ranch style houses. Um, they want to have a little pocket of neighborhood and then come so, into yeah. Selwood and Westmoreland to so enjoy now, shops and restaurants. Yeah, basically, you can't go just buying a house there, knock it down, and build some you new cannot. modern erection. So well. I like modern erections. It is a nice area, though. I'd live over there in a minute. 
Did you get a new contract that I don't know about? Oh, no. It's not that kind of... No. Yeah. No. Just checking. Making sure. Uh, AJ tweeted us, Swag buying fancy cheese at Trader Joe's might be the least surprising thing I've learned today. <laughs> you did specifically shout that out. Well, I cheese. buy it there because it's not, like, super expensive. Yeah. I don't have a cheesemonger, if that's what you're... I don't know, man. Yeah, where do rich people buy their cheese? Are there like cheese? I was gonna say where he suggests Trader Joe's. You think that's new it? seasons, Whole new Foods? Seasons. Yeah, there's gotta be like a cheese shop. There's a few cheese shops in Portland. That's like a niche thing. You go yeah. and you just buy cheese. We have a cheese shop here. I'd imagine we do. I don't know if we do, but I'd imagine we do. Okay. Well, one of Isaac's uh, good buddies used to be. That's what he did. He was like a a cheese a, man. I think it was <laughs> He's I a think, cheese guy. I think it's a cheese monger. I might be wrong. Like a fish monger. Um, monger. That's the name. Yeah. Okay. I always wondered who bought those huge rounds of cheddar. I'm seeing. I just googled Portland cheese, and uh, there's we've got some cheese places around. Okay. There's cheese shops all over the place. How about us? Big cheese city. Got a lot of cheese, man. There's the cheese shop of Portland. Hmm. Nice. So there you go. I do love cheese. All right. Sadder story every Wednesday at eight fifteen. Uh, let's get back into college football as uh, one playoff team took another hit. I do want to have a fun walk down memory lane. What was the dumbest of these? And uh, how's Oregon State feeling about getting a transfer quarterback? We'll get to that coming up next. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's fitting to go to the Goofy movie when we're talking about cheese. The Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Cheese. <laughs> cheese. Um, somebody said, uh, don't sleep on Fred Myers. They got a hell of a cheese counter. Yeah, they do, but everything at Freddy's is getting just absolutely ravished. You mentioned yesterday the pasta. I went to Freddy's. None left, man. The cheese counter's kind of spendy. It is a spendy it's cheese a counter. Spendy. Is yeah. that a normal cheese store price, though, is what I wonder. I've never been know. to a cheese store, so I wonder, is Freddy's a yeah. normal price cheese section? See, I think there's really good value at Trader Joe's as opposed to just being... I have not dove in fully into the Trader Joe's cheese, so I cannot confirm nor deny your reports. Well, we don't have a... Where's the closest Trader Joe's to our our area? Uh, 82nd? Is there probably. one on 82nd? Yeah, there's one on 82nd. So that's the closest one to us. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think. Yeah, 39th is further away from that. There's one just outside East Moreland, but I got to be careful in there. It's a historical neighborhood now. I don't know if I can go in there. The swag has a couple. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of Trader Joe's. You got out a couple of Trader Joe's on the west side. Uh, yeah, somebody said uh, Murray's at Fred Meyer's, a great cheese shop. You would not mm. believe how much money rich people will drop on cheese for parties and whatnot. Normal to see people drop 500 to $700 on fancy cheese. Wow. If you went all Dear out. Dear God. Yeah, if you went all out for a charcuterie board, you can drop. 500 bucks easy. <laughs> well, 
That means that I think they check your credit at New Seasons before they let you look at the cheese. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Can I see your FICO credit score, please? Okay, make sure you're okay. The thing I wonder about the charcuterie board cheddar or cheese situation is these people, when they get a lot of cheese for a good board for a party, what do they do with the cheese that's not eaten? Do they keep it? That's why there's a lot of yeah. hands, there's a lot of talking around charcuterie boards. And I don't know if out I for keep a long time stuff. too. And so, are you going to put yeah. it back in the fridge and then eat it later? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Depends on the kind of cheese. My wife, like if you it- do a soft cheese, if you do a brie or something, by the time you're done with that, it's whatever's left is. Well, these new normal. charcuterie boards now they put these like uh, fruit. I don't know, like creams on them, and then they put stuff around them. And so basically the idea is you grab the stuff and you dip it in the sweet cream. Uh-huh. My problem with this is somebody is sneaking in a double dip. Oh, absolutely. Somebody is taking a bite, looking around quickly, noticing nobody's observing, and doing it with the leftover that they have, and that bothers me. You know what? I want to create a restaurant that does charcuterie boards of things that you just choose that you want. I'd imagine there is something like that. Like, give, are you eating something in there? I got a cough drop going. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird sound. What is that? What's happening over there? I thought somebody was opening a plastic. Like, give yeah. me some like some cuts of ribeye, some burn ends. So you know what you I mean? You want a meat board? I want a meat. You want a meat platter? I want a meat platter. Okay. And let me choose my meats. Let me choose my charcuterie. It doesn't have to be all meat. You could throw some other kind of veggie option on there, but give me a. It's basically like a build my own buffet, but of good food. So like a charcuterie me daddy. Yes. You just go into yes. charcuterie me daddy. Now you come talking. in there and you say, what do you want? I want a meat charcuterie board. Great. We got it Dude, for you. Imagine going to a restaurant and there's a, pl- a, a big wooden tray that comes out of a couple of slices of some well-cooked ribeye. Yeah. Perfectly, you know, rare, all that. You get some burn ends on there, maybe a couple of ribs. What if anything else you want to throw that tickles your fancy, you can. Well, it sounds I, like going to Buster's for lunch. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm talking about. I think the difference is it's a, it's a custom. So, like for example, I went to a Thai restaurant. Also, you know, I, you know, high quality. I, I went well easy. Um, don't shame Buster. Come on, man. Buster's I grew up is Buster's. fantastic. You haven't been to a Buster. You don't know what it's like. You live that high Eastmoreland life. Hey, Westmoreland, so bitch. Would, come on, so would folks over here. <laughs> um. I went to a Thai restaurant, actually not very far from our work, and uh, we tried it. And I was not expecting to have happen what happened, and that was basically my cousin. She she ordered quite literally everything on the menu for the group of eight of us. And what you're suggesting is kind of what it was, right? It's you get to try kind of everything on the menu. Yeah. You see what you like. Like, that looks good. That looks good. Yeah. That looks good. That looks good. Yeah, I don't know how sustainable a business that would be, but I love the idea that like a sh- it's a charcuterie board base. Let me say a barbecuterie board. Yeah, barbecuterie board. I like that. Now we're talking. I'm onto something here. A meat and cheese, you know, a cow special <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I could get down with that. Does fancy cheese change your bowel movements the way Taco Bell cheese does? That was a text at the fan text line. I don't think anything no. does to your bowel movements when <laughs> what that company can. Do. That's that's a one of a kind experience right yeah, there. It's yeah. If you make a run for the border. You make a run for the board. But I, I, here's the other thing. I like cheese, too. I can't do a lot of cheese. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to, and gotta, I think that's why... You limit your intake. That's why I don't buy a lot of cheeses. Like, if I don't use it for enchiladas or breakfast in some a scramble, I, I just, you know, we buy these little packs of smoked Gouda or cheddar, and I eat, like, two at a time, and that's kind of it for the day. He said, my brother-in-law is a chef. He drops about $700 for cheese, high, delicate cheese, pairs with certain wines. It's ridiculous and it's dumb. Yeah, the whole cheese, cheese and wine thing is just like. Cheese is a thing. I mean, I love cheese. I ain't spending $700 on cheese. That's but the whole, sure. like, you're pairing it with wine. Like, come on. 
It's, if it's good cheese and it's good wine, it pairs together. It's a little pretentious. It's, that's kind of a made-up industry, in I my think opinion. It's a made-up thing. I think you're just you're you're yeah. t- taking shots in the dark there. Yeah, we have this. And nobody oaky questions flavor. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I think it's a bit pretentious. This beer goes with this meal. Is it good beer? Is it good food? Then it's going to go together. This uh, this Merlot <laughs> pairs well with this brie. Try it on our rice cracker. Two things that are totally made up and irrelevant are art. It's meaningless, and uh, all it's arts not the same. Meaningless. All arts the no. same. Stop. And Stop. Uh, pairing pairing food and, and beverage. Food and beverage is. I will push back on the art thing. <laughs> oh look, the lines are horizontal <laughs> to represent the winds of our time. That sounds like somebody doesn't know art. <laughs> <laughs> the sun sets on the west because it's symbolic. And what's funny is I'm defending art. Somebody is getting <laughs> mad by my cheese and wine rant. Get out of here, Sprague. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're not cultured. You grew up in a trailer. Hey, how you feeling about the Beavs landing a transfer quarterback? I mean, you know, Grayson McCall's thrown out there, and then I look at all these lists, and the Beavs are not on it. I, You know, I don't Where's know. Your, let me ask you this. I'd be okay. If it ends up being Aiden Childs, I'm actually okay with that mentally. Really? They won games without a quarterback this year. Aiden Childs can't throw for 60 yards and two picks. <laughs> he damn well can. You damn well can, and you can be at a top 15 team doing it. Yeah, you, you did. I'm feeling good. I think they're going to keep Damian Martinez. Okay. This whole scare thing about him leaving. I think they're giving this kid the most money they can get. So if you don't, you're telling me there's no disappointment if they don't land a transfer quarterback? I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit, but like not enough for me to like be down on the program and the coaching staff. Well, I don't have to, you don't have to be down. I, I still I, think they could win nine games if they had Aiden Childs at quarterback. Interesting. Okay. The non-conference schedule is a cakewalk, so you already got three guaranteed. Let's not do this again. Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> you only got to win six conference games. There you go. Hey, you guys aren't playing anybody tough either. Well, you know Ohio State, Georgia, back-to-back years. We're due one. We played Ohio State as well. Okay. How, when was that? What year was that? It was just a couple years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, get out of here. Three years ago during COVID? Three or f- no, no, COVID year. Before, when we did, the year no, before COVID. COVID. Well, COVID okay, didn't, yeah, you yeah. said COVID didn't count, so it's three seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you say? God, you guys get so but- butthurt over the littlest stuff. We I lost 70 to 30 or something. Like, we lost by 40 points. And I yeah, remember. and the funny part was Buckeye fan was all, like, worried about how many points the Beavs scored on them. And also, conversely, they were nervous. Beaver fan had a great takeaway from that game. That was Jamar Jefferson's. No, that was Art or- Pierce. Look at you two. Beaver on Beaver crime. It was Pierce. He I ran was- for all those yards. Yeah. I think it was Jefferson. No, it was. I think it was Jefferson. No, it was the Pierce kid. I'm gonna go look it up now. Look that up. game would have been 2018. I'm guessing, right? Uh, 18 or 19 sounds right. I think it was the Pierce kid. He had like the big breakaway run. Hold on, we'll go to break once I find the answer to this. They debate. lost 70 to 30, and I was like, "Wow, we got our ass kicked." And Beaver, I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna start look 2018. We scored 30 points." I was like, really? "It was 2018. Yeah, they lost 77 to 31." Yep. Pulling up the box score. Hold on. Yeah. Wait. Wait. I'm waiting to be right. Uh, it was our Pierce. Thank you. Uh, thank 11 you. carries, 168 yards, yep. two touchdowns. You get an 80-yard touchdown run. You owe me 20 push-ups because you were there and you didn't remember, and you owe me 50 because <laughs> you I? were siding more with him. And you had no idea. I so was, I I was having some... a good time up in the third deck, which was halfway up the stratosphere. I need 70 push-ups from the show. <laughs> you guys owe me both an apology and push-ups. Russ says, wine and cheese, just give me vodka and Hot Pockets. Uh, yeah, but Russ does vodka wrong. Russ, Russ is not a guy I would take drinking advice from. Russ still takes shots like he's 17. <laughs> That's how Russ gets drunk. He doesn't do cocktails. He doesn't do beer. It's, uh... He just sh- shoots vodka like he's at a frat party. 
You know, look, I just stick up for teams that play uh, hard games in non-conference around here. Okay, let's wrap it up next on The Fan. Text coming into the fan text line. Dirt's as much of an art idiot as Sprague is a cheese idiot. <laughs> no, I love a good cheese. Yeah, you're an idiot. I just think there's a whole con of like people acting like, oh, this cheese is just elevated if you drink Merlot. I mean, it's it- wine, guys. It's grape juice. <laughs> you're an idiot. All it's right? grape juice. Stop. Now you're being an idiot. It. Come on. You can like wine and cheese. <laughs> I can also like them separately. It's not going to be elevated. The art take is like when you look back, the reasoning behind the Blazers flipping their logo upside down a few years back. Uh, did they flip their logo upside down? Who? The they've, Blazers? Messed, they've messed with their logo a little they bit. They tilted it. Yeah. Why did so, they tilt it? Was there a reason for it? That I don't know. Art, baby. Interpretation. <laughs> art, baby. The world the was pin, tilted. Yeah, the pinwheel has tilted <laughs> from time to time <laughs> on its axis. Why? I'm going to Google this. Why did the Blazers tilt their logo? Well, okay, now we're just live Googling things that people <laughs> well, text in. There we go. Uh, yeah, they, they did. That's stupid. Do you know the Blazers could be in the four seed tonight if they win? Because Phoenix lost to Houston last night. You're damn right they could be. Uh, so they t- apparently tilted it. I think this is, a, according to Google, this is a 1992. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, to f- they tilted That's it when they went from the lowercase uh, script to the... To the- Capital block, block. capital block ones. They tilted it 45 degrees to signify the motion of the game. Okay. It's deep. Yeah. Art always is. You just, you got to think about it, man. You got to think about it to get it. Uh, Some tough news for Ohio State came out. Travion Henderson, their top back, he's missed a good chunk of the season. Uh, Officially announced that he will not play in the bowl game. He's going, uh, undergoing surgery that will end his season. And so they are now without their top running back and their top wide receiver, and how much money are we betting on Georgia to cover that spread? Oh, the uh, house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't feel great for Ohio State in that game. And I'm, I, you know, honestly, I know everybody's not looking forward to watching Georgia just run right through it and win another national championship. I'm kind of pulling for them to absolutely bludgeon Ohio State. Yes. I, I want them to beat somebody by more than 46 points. That's going to be difficult. That's not an easy That's my one only to ask. That's my only ask. Can we get a 50-burger in there? Can I get a 50-point win, please? It'd be funny, and, and everybody's response would be, well, Ohio State just did what everybody else would have done. I'm like, yeah, that's true. They still shouldn't have been in. They, they didn't even get to their conference championship, but okay. Yeah, so that's tough news for Ohio State. That game's going to suck. Uh, Blazers back in action tonight. They are in San Antonio. The Red Hot Spurs. Are they red hot? Yeah, they won three in a row. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, the Spurs are nine and eighteen on the year. The Blazers are favored by seven and a half in this game. Yeah, that jumped a point and a half this morning since I first got in. Are we lay in the wood. Oh, we're laying big wood. Yeah, yeah. Lay in the wood. Yeah. Okay. No Zach Collins either. No revenge game yet. No revenge game, huh? He's still in the NBA though. Yeah, he's still there. Good yeah. for him. He got hurt. He came back. He got hurt again. That sounds about right. And then uh, what do we got? We got uh, England. No, England lost. Who's oh, playing today? France and Morocco. France and Morocco. France Eleven a.m. In Morocco. Who do we got? Uh, we got France. Uh, we're going to Morocco. The the slip, is it hit midnight for Morocco? Go yeah, Africa. You're saying? Yes. Let's go Africa. I know their defense has been uh, unique and, and dominant so far, but I don't think it uh, holds Kylian Mbappe down. Big battles. France going to show up or wave the white flag? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think we're going to wave the white flag and eat a baguette. 
Go Morocco. And Americans won't be there to save your ass again, France. Well, because yeah. we got eliminated. France uh, will be waving their fancy <laughs> cheese in front of everybody's face. <laughs> Let's go, Morocco. Their nice wine and their nice cheese. That's right. Yeah, Mikey Ammon for the Daily Ticker. If you missed it, go check it out. 1080thefan.com. At Turton Sprague and at 1080thefan. That will do it for us. We're a bunch of cheese and art idiots, but thanks for listening anyways. Uh, thanks for being a part of our Wednesday. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Uh, by the way, Steve Wilfong tomorrow. No, not Steve Wilfong tomorrow. Just kidding. Maybe at some point soon we'll get Steve Wilfong back on the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Call us next. Listen to 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.